Hello, clowns. I'm Ami. I'm Yu Chen, and we're the hosts of Clown Bites Podcast. We're two best friends who are chronically online and get together weekly to laugh and discuss all the clown behavior we see on the internet. And there's so much. Truly so much. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, clowns. Welcome back to another episode of Clown Vibes. We have a crazy episode for you today. So crazy. I actually don't know if I'm ready for it. (laughs) I am potentially ready for it. Actually, when I was researching this week, I was like, oh my God, I love talking about these shows and movies, but also don't. So (laughs) I don't know. Okay, to get us started, I want to talk about the award season that's been ongoing right now. This past week, the Actors Guild, who who does the Oscars? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> these random ass people. <laughs> yeah. Over the week, these random ass people announced like the <laughs> nominees for this Oscar season. And I feel like the award shows have gotten a lot of heat in the past few years just because people have been like really upset about it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think we've all just forgotten that at the end of the day, it's just comprised of a group of random ass people and their opinions. So yeah, and it's all PR. Like it's how hard your movie fights for you to get a nomination. Exactly. But it seems like A lot of individuals are rightly upset this year, including those who were fans of Charles Melton, who played, what was his role in Riverside? Uh, oh, he was like a jock that was not a main character. He was a side jock. (laughs) (laughs) A side jock. All right. Well... Basically, Charles Melton was kind of like this teen heartthrob. Like he portrayed that persona in a lot of his movies or like television shows that he was in. And very recently, he played a main role in this film called May December, which if you have Netflix, go ahead and check (laughs) it out. But like be prepared for so much uncomfiness. So much uncomfiness. (laughs) But when the film came out, I feel like everyone was praising the shit out of him Mm -hmm. because he was so good. What did you think of his performance of his character? I thought it was like very believable. Yeah, so believable. So it was just such a jarring movie and I don't think that they would have made it. It wouldn't have been as jarring had they not acted well. Right. Okay. So people are upset because A, his performance was amazing b he's a person of color he's half asian half white and overall in the nominee list there's just not a ton of representation of minorities and people of color but i feel like that's every year so why are we surprised at this point it's just something to talk about yeah something to talk about everyone's always gonna be upset yeah it's just like Mm -hmm. the name of the game they almost have to snub someone so that people continue to talk about the oscars because imagine if they didn't snub anyone people would have been like oh people got nominated cool and no one would be talking about it i am surprised that may december didn't get more nominations it only Mm -hmm. got nominated for i think like best screenplay and the cast was like stacked so there's julianne moore who also did such an amazing job Natalie Portman who unfortunately did a really amazing job like I think her character was actually probably the worst character out of everyone in the show also of course Charles Melton which was I think a lot of people were saying like this was his breakout role similar to how Austin Butler 
Oscars Elvis role was to him. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, he didn't get nominated. <laughs> Wait, side note on the Austin Butler thing. Have you seen that in the last day, it's come out that he has hired a dialect coach to get away from the Elvis accent? <laughs> I saw that. And like, I don't know, I guess... How long do you have to practice an accent in order for it to be your accent? Last a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This movie was years ago at this point. So I'm shook that it's still a thing. <laughs> but good for him for trying to fix the problem. And now I kind of feel bad. Like, what if this is a real issue for him? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's rich. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> he can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so back to May-December. The premise of the movie is based on a true story. Although I don't know if they're actually saying it's like 100% based on it. They're not. Or, okay, they're not. Because yeah. they're taking a lot of, what's the term? Like liberties. A lot of deviation. Yeah, oh, yeah liberties yeah. to like add a lot of artistic flair to the storyline. But mm-hmm. essentially, there's this actress plays by Natalie Portman. She visits this couple, Gracie and oh, Joe. what is the guy's name? Joe, Joe. Gracie and Joe. Basically, she's like living with them because she's playing Gracie in a real life movie. So it's kind of like Inception in a way. Mm-hmm. You're watching her like get ready for a movie and she's going to play Gracie, who is a 34 or 30 something year old woman. 36 year old woman. 36 year old woman. <laughs> and basically, she she was caught having sex with 13-year-old Joe at the time. And now they're like married. He's 20-something. And it's basically her living with them and like trying to understand their relationship, their family relationship. Gracie and Joe have two twins together, a set of twins and then an older daughter. So three mm-hmm. kids in general. But what's also crazy is Gracie and Joe are living in the same hometown that like all this shit happened and also her ex-husband and her like ex-family in a way. Yeah, her previous um, children. Like, her previous children. Like they all live in the same small town. There's really no plot to the movie except you just witness how crazy yeah. the whole situation is. And even though there's like no significant like blow up that happens, you can't help but like feel how the entire family, like everyone involved is struggling so hard Mm -hmm. with the actions that Joe and Gracie made years back. Yeah, I think actually the plot is Joe realizing through Natalie Portman coming because they're around the same Mm -hmm. age that he is like underdeveloped and that he was manipulated and abused and spoiler alert skip a little bit if you don't want to know the ending but at the end Joe asks Gracie like can we talk and is basically implying like I am now starting to feel weird and icky about how our relationship started yeah just now well I mean I feel like it does sometimes take an outsider to judge to then you look internally maybe and so he basically was like I think I was too young and this is the most jarring scene of this whole movie which is like such a batshit movie in general but Mm -hmm. Gracie is like you seduced me who was in charge who was the boss and she just keeps repeating that and that is actually based off of an interview that the real quote-unquote Gracie gave in regards to like her affair and abuse of 13 year old real life Joe and how can a 13 year old be in charge it was a lot (laughs) 
It was a lot, and it's a lot for us to kind of, like, watch as outsiders Mm -hmm. because we're also watching Natalie Portman's character kind of, like, understand where Gracie's coming from. Yes. In a way, like, she has spent so much time with, like, Joe and Gracie to the point where, like, she's trying to find the person to cast to represent Joe. Mm -hmm. I distinctly remember the scene where she's like going through all these audition tapes and she's like, they're so young, but she's like, they don't represent him. He has such like a suave, very confident way about him. I'm just like, for a 13 year old, how suave can they be? Yeah. And like, it's so funny that that's her assessment because I feel like Joe is not suave at all. Yeah. And He's very awkward. Yeah, the reason, like, I think Charles Melton's portrayal of Joe was so good is that you can see how childlike he acts, even though he is a 20-something-year-old and has three kids, which is crazy. The one scene that, like, literally haunts me is when Joe and his son, who's 18, about to graduate from high school is on the roof his 18 year old offers him some pot and joe is like basically taking it for the first time and you know you get you get a little bit emotional when you get high and joe is like basically trying to communicate how he's sorry for how things have like shaped up but also how it's very obvious that his son is more mature than joe yeah because his son has had the opportunity to be a kid when you're supposed to whereas joe basically had that taken away from him like the difference between his like 18 year old and I guess now he's like in his upper 20s is so jarring because his 18 year old son is more mature than he is yeah uh the whole movie in general like we paused a couple of times because we were just like we need a break (laughs) this is too much (laughs) it's a shocking movie that I guess should be watched. I don't know. Well, okay. That's kind of our main topic, right? Like, should we create more narratives like this in internet, pop culture, media, and the arts? Because... It's actually way more common in real life. And what we mean by like it is groomed relationships. I feel icky just saying that. I know. Okay, to like get us on a baseline, I'm going to read us the definition of grooming, which is grooming or child grooming is the act of deliberately establishing a relationship with a child to prepare them for abuse. As an action in and of itself, grooming does not have criminal penalties, but facilitation of a criminal sexual act is considered a crime. So basically, like you can essentially groom a child, but if you don't have sexual relations with them, until they're like quote unquote an adult it's not necessarily a crime punishable by law is it a crime in general i will say yes (laughs) it's jail yeah and just like as a caveat to this episode we're not going to talk about grooming when it's like a little bit more of an ambiguous age gap like if someone is 16 and 20 where it's kind of more close together so it's harder to yeah determine We're going to talk about more obvious situations. But I think that's part of the difficulty in the law and in society when they talk about it because you're right. We do have some very ambiguous Mm -hmm. examples of like different ages, but also like what does it mean to like establish a relationship to prepare them for abuse? I, I think what lawmakers have a really tough time with is kind of gathering those types of evidence. Yeah. 
in the movie. For sure. Basically, Gracie instructed Joe to like burn all the letters that she would send him because she didn't want that evidence left out or left around. But I think in real life, these situations are very difficult because the victim usually is so brainwashed that Mm -hmm. like what they say is in support of their abuser. Yeah. Steps of grooming include identifying and targeting the victim. So any child or teen may be a potential victim gaining trust and access, playing a role in the child's life, isolating the child, creating secrecy around the relationship, initiating sexual contact, and controlling the relationship. So like in terms of May-December, you can see or you like know that that happened, right? Like she told him to burn the letters, like controlling him. They had secrecy. She isolated him by basically getting him at the pet store. That they both worked at. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that a 13-year-old worked at the pet store is crazy. Like, the real-life Gracie and Joe, he was her student. So that's a little bit more, like, I don't know, like... An artistic take on it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we see the student-teacher things play out in a lot of shows and movies and probably in real life, too. So it was very interesting that they chose a pet store. Okay, so I think the way that we want to explore groomed relationships in this episode is essentially we've noticed that groomed relationships, if you actually look into the archives of the world of media, is super, super common. But honestly, it has been normalized so much. And I would feel I would say that only within the past five, 10 years have we talked about it in a more, I don't know if this is the right term, but like aggressive condemning way where everyone is now saying, no, that sounds wrong. But obviously society hasn't gotten to the point where like there's actual punishments for groomed relationships, kind of just like you're frowned upon or you're like shunned. But that's not always the case. And we're going to get into like a few examples. But should we start with like some movies and shows that specifically Mm -hmm. outside of May, December, portray groomed relationships? Before we talk about them, I have like such a good example of how it's obvious that it's becoming more frowned upon is you know the original mean girls where they have like in the burn book the twins hooking up with the gym teacher oh yeah they don't have that in the remake or in this like movie musical oh yeah which is good yeah and so it's a very good example of how things are changing for the better I will say I have some very distinct memories from my high school experiences of coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's always specifically coaches, but coaches are always involved with yeah. their students. Like I have distinct examples. Like it's not just a fictional thing. It actually no, happened totally. in my high school. Yeah. I think it's because generally male teachers are coaches. That's true. And it's like generally we think about it in terms of like male teachers being older but obviously there are a lot of examples of the opposite too yeah you know I don't know if you got these TikToks but there was this one TikTok that started floating around the webs I think like three months back where this girl was like portraying that the female teacher that's like always flirting with her students and like some of the things that she does is like you guys settle down like her mannerism is always like super 
flirty, but the video blew up because so many people had that same experience. And I'm just like, what causes a person, a teacher to be like that where they're inclined to flirt with their students? I have no idea. (laughs) I really want to talk about this one very, very popular movie. Okay, maybe it's not very, very popular. It's very, very popular between you and I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it was actually like a very interesting story that recently HBO made into a series, but it wasn't originally portrayed as a groomed relationship. But I would say within the past few years, people have really changed their perception of a movie. And the movie Mm -hmm. is called The Time Traveler's Wife. Yeah, I was one of those people who didn't realize until the HBO series came out and there were a bunch of comments and and stuff about it and even in the show itself because she's basically like brushing her doll or her horse's hair and he Mm -hmm. makes some comment like and he says grooming in it and that was like the the writer director whoever made the series is way of poking at it because he Mm. vehemently denies that it's a story about grooming but okay let's give a background for those who have not seen the movie basically it's about this time traveler henry who goes back to see this little girl claire who ends up being his wife multiple times and he does not get to control where he time travels to so he just kind of ends up at this like field where this little girl is playing and so they become Mm -hmm. friends and so the first time Claire meets Henry Claire is six and he is 36 so (laughs) yeah and like Claire obviously develops a very strong relationship with him and when she is like quote-unquote older like 16 he basically slips up and says that his wife's name is Claire. So then she puts two and two together and Uh, she's like, I've loved you, whatever. So then the youngest Henry meets Claire is when he's like 26, I guess. And she's 20, something like that. But mm -hmm. it's just an odd story because he's obviously meeting her so young and she is growing up with this like strong bond and connection to the person that will end up her future husband and even I though I guess when they like quote unquote me at his youngest it's like fine age wise she Mm -hmm. has been groomed to fall in love with him and it's a lot but like originally you just think like oh this is it's a cute love story it's a cute love story but when you like think about it you're like whoa (laughs) so it was originally a novel which I never read but the movie with Rachel McAdams came out I think when I was in middle school Mm -hmm. early high school and I was actually obsessed with it I don't know if obsessed is the right word but I think I just got a computer at the time and you know how like back then movies would release like screensavers and all yeah. these like widgets <laughs> so I had the time travelers what I very distinctly remember this the time traveler's <laughs> wife as my desktop screensaver it was a very nicely designed screensaver so I wow. will give them that um, <laughs> but back then I guess my brain has not developed yet but why would it have been I just didn't even know what a group relationship was. Totally. And this is really odd that people don't talk about it, but maybe now that it's portrayed more in the media, the younger generation will know about it. Yeah. I had no idea what a groomed relationship was. To me, this very much seemed like a love story. Mm -hmm. And so why would I ever put the two and two together? And I think when we were younger, it was like, I don't know if cool is the word, but I feel like all of the 
high school person, teacher, like affair situations were just more normalized. So normalized. Like it was kind of a, uh, I don't know, like it just portrayed more like a love story and like a love connection than it being predatory. Yeah. And I remember reading this article about like the evolution of groomed relationships and how society talks about it. And I really think that, you know, back in the early 2000s, it was kind of like a cool thing that you would have a, yeah, like this person was like talking to an older Older guy guy. in like college and it was super mysterious. And that's not normal. I'm just thinking back to my time being in college and you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. If you're talking to like a 16 year old, like you need to, you need to hang out with people your age. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Should we talk about our next movie or series? Yeah. Okay. This one I kind of want to watch it now. <laughs> this one is the trope, the trope of TV for groomed relationships. And it is a teacher child or yet literal child relationship it's called a teacher on hulu and i think it's based off of a movie but the series came out a few years ago and it has kate mara and nick robinson and it's a movie about a teacher who has a relationship with a child through like he she starts tutoring him then they basically start hooking up and she takes him places. They go on like weekend getaways. And then she's like so giddy at one point that she tells her teacher friend and her teacher friend is like, what the fuck? And obviously reports her because as you should, as you should. And so, yeah, she ends up going to jail. He goes to college and throughout his time, he feels like so guilty that she's in jail. He feels like it's wrong, like whatever. And then when she's out of jail, he goes to see her and like tells her that he feels guilty. And she's just kind of like, yeah. And then flash forward at the very end, you see how they meet up when they're older. And he basically is like, no, you took advantage of me and I can see that now. And it's something I still struggle with and have to go through because of you. Oh my gosh. The evolution of the victim that was taken advantage of, so similar to what yeah. happened in May, December. It's like when you're being groomed, you you literally can't recognize that that's what's happening. For sure. And I feel so hard for these individuals, but it's like you literally do not know. Yeah. I guess the stark difference between this which came out in what, like early 2020s, I would say? Yeah. Versus The Time Traveler's Wife when the original story came out is so different. Like it's very obvious that the teacher goes to jail versus, I don't know, Henry. (laughs) Should he have gone to jail? (laughs) I think it's tough because he could have just time traveled out of jail. Like I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's also a situation where in like Time Traveler's Wife, no one really – knew that that was happening like right he Mm -hmm. would just find her in the field and the field was really far from her house and it didn't seem like she had that much parental supervision anyway yeah and that is an element of a lot of groomed relationships where your parents don't know and like you are so happy and secrecy adds like an adrenaline rush and you're frankly like too young to understand and then people just get away with it okay so this is all you know artistic freedom Mm -hmm. screenwriting etc in the media i'm so sad to say this but there's so many examples of this in real life some of these couples 
are still together Mm -hmm. and we have to talk about this. But did you know that the French president right now, Emmanuel Macron, who is super, super famous for being the youngest president of France, is married to a significantly older woman. Very similar. I think she's like at least 25 years older older than him. No, you know, I recently found out like I actually didn't know that until very recently. And I think that's like because when maybe the Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner stuff was coming out that Mm -hmm. people started talking about other relationships more. And that's when I found out. Yeah. To carry on with the teacher trope, like the teacher miniseries is actually just fictional, but I would say it's very close to what happened to President Macron. So basically he was like 14 or 15 at this school and his future wife, Bridget, was the theater teacher there or the English teacher. And she was like doing theater on the side. Mm -hmm. And essentially like he was a classmate of her daughter. (gasps) Like, so similar to May, December. Yeah. And one of the, like, autobiographies or biography, whatever, of Bridget was that she, like, distinctly remembers her daughter coming home and talking about, oh, there's this, like, crazy boy in my class who, like, knows everything, (gasps) is super smart. And she distinctly remembers her daughter hyping up the boy. The fact that she wrote that in a published document is, like, terrifying terrifying but so they write this like screenplay together and i think that's when she kind of or they started to fall in love but like Uh, when his parents found out they actually were just like no like this can't be happening i can't find anything that says like if they hooked up or if there were any like sexual activity of course like with a president i don't think there would be any details about Mm -hmm, that ever mm -hmm. and if it was it would be erased immediately yeah but essentially like his parents sent him away for his last year of high school to like actual paris and they asked bridget like please do not see our son until he's of age and she basically said and this is all public that there are no promises like she can't promise that. <gasps> what the? F- the fact that this is public information, I'm shook. And this like, like, it's kind of the way that I read every article. It's just like, oh, it's like a very I know that this is what I want type of thing. Like, I can't promise anything. Like, no, you need to respect the boundaries of the parents of an underage boy. Yeah, that's not something to be applauded. She's like looking at it in the lens of like, this is true love, and. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I don't know, but like he's still a child Mm -hmm. and he should not have the autonomy to say like whether or not he's fine with this. Like he doesn't understand. He does understand despite how mature he is at the time. Like you're still 15, 16 year old boy. And right before he left, he pretty much told her like he was going to marry her. (gasps) Which I hate that the way that this narrative has been portrayed in the media is that, you know, he wanted to marry her. Like, that's love. Yeah. Um, And maybe it is now. But back then, it sure as hell was not. Yeah. It's infatuation. And it's just like infatuation Infatuation. with someone who like has no business being in your life in this capacity. Mm -hmm. Who is manipulating you? So the craziest thing out of like this entire story is that she and her ex-husband didn't even get divorced (gasps) 
until like Macron was like 25 or 27. Okay, so like I think Macron and Bridget got married when he was like 27 or something. Mm -hmm. And so there's like at least eight or so years where, you know, he was off studying, but they had known of each other. They had obviously had such a strong romantic connection there's no evidence that I found of sexual but like come on now yeah yeah and yet she was still with her ex-husband for a big chunk of it they only divorced a year before her and Macron got married that's the wildest part to me maybe that's like just a French thing huh I mean not not like someone who's French please correct us no 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 yeah (laughs) please correct us but like not the like grooming part but you know in Emily in Paris she's she's just like everyone here has affairs like it's normal the boss is still married to her husband or like whatever her old husband even though she is like in Paris doing whatever she wants so maybe like divorce is just tough there and like when you get you can't get really fired so because it's just too difficult so maybe it's only like (laughs) you're only really getting divorced when like you want to get remarried if that's the case that doesn't make sense and that's actual jail but (laughs) yeah I mean yes like ignoring the fact that he was 15 which you can't do but like maybe that's why her husband was just like whatever but like her her husband should have been like, that's disgusting and you're a predator. I don't want to be exactly. around you, but I don't know. So it's really interesting because I was like looking up their, you know, family pictures. Obviously, Macron and Bridget don't have their own kids together, but her kids who were around the same age as Macron were actively campaigning for him in like the presidential election. So they are actually like a really close knit family, which I find very, very interesting. And it really seems like (laughs) so I distinctly remember this photo of Macron and Bridget and then Prince Charles and Camila like standing side by side and it's very obvious like Bridget and Camila are like similar I don't know how to say this but yeah similar age like they're of the same like I don't know cohort of individuals and then it's just like (gasps) Macron who's like a child and then like Charles who looks like like a a dinosaur It's so wild that just because they are like still together that everyone has basically said like, okay, it's fine. Like it's, it is what it is. It's not fine. (laughs) And the fact that he was still elected was interesting. I'm curious if the narrative will change after he is eventually is no longer Mm. in such like a public figure for France but we'll see like it definitely has been normalized and the narrative has always been like such a intense love story mm-hmm. which in my mind is not yeah that's like PR spin so that he can be president wow yeah we'll see I feel like it still won't the narrative really won't change even when he's out because at that point like no one will care or like really be thinking about him and he's still like an ex-president mm-hmm. so I think they're just kind of gonna ride it out I definitely and, like, be think fine. at least our like generation or the younger generations like calling this specific example yeah. out more like I definitely see for it sure out in the like news cycle a lot more than it has been in the past which is really great I feel like people mm-hmm. are the girlies are waking up yeah and it's like sad that we I guess like have to wake up to this Mm -hmm. and like have to be aware of it like when you go to high school you shouldn't have to be wary of like adults trying to get too close to you like it's just kind of it's just a sad thing okay so the next example Wilmer 
I don't know how to say his last name, but Fez from That 70s Show has, you know, I think recently also been called out more because he was 30 when he started dating 17-year-old Demi Lovato. She actually wrote a song about it. Which one? It's um 17. Uh, God, what what's the song called? But she, like in it, she like says their ages. But it's one of her like newer songs. Anyway, so she has a song about it, and like that's a crazy age difference, right? Like 30, 17, and their their relationship lasted for six years. He also dated Lindsay Lohan when she was 17, and also dated Mandy Moore when she was 16. And he claimed that he took her virginity <laughs> on TV, but then she denied it so like it's just disgusting in general like the fact that you're even like proud to claim something like that publicly sick behavior and I can't remember the order but obviously like Lindsay Lohan and Manny Moore are older than Demi Lovato so Mm -hmm. those relationships happened first and the fact that everyone continued to then let him date the second and then Demi Lovato is disgusting I think he's like now become criticized for it but like was not during which is crazy that it's just now yeah because you know like the macron example i guess macron was just the one victim i don't know of bridget yeah in wilmer's instance there are so many examples to the point where it's like it's a pattern now you can't spin this as a crazy love story it's actually a pattern and i don't know you're a serial groomer Mm -hmm. and like what's different is his girlfriends I I feel weird even saying that like his victims were like left so they're able to express and like they've been able to take the step back and realize the manipulation and abuse versus like in Macron's case like he has been in it his whole life Mm -hmm. right like he's never going to be able to have that like I mean maybe who knows but like you know situation where he has time away and therapy and comes to that realization somehow Joe well Joe came to that realization because of Natalie Portman's actress character Mm -hmm. but like you do need to step away and because he is in the public eye Demi Lovato is writing a song about him people are coming out more about it I think like Mandy Moore has also come out to basically be like that was wrong yeah so it's not as cool anymore like even when you look at Taylor Swift writing about relationships she had when she was like so young that's also being criticized more yeah Mm -hmm. versus like when she was actually in those relationships it was fine Mm -hmm. people were celebrating it or whatever like really into it yeah seeing the you know the lineup I hate to even call it that yeah. for Wilmer though like the early relationships Mandy and who was the other one? Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. It definitely feels like when they were starting out in those relationships it was kind of like a cool thing like for mm-hmm. an older guy for to sure. be into you. Like that was kind of the thing. It was the thing. In pop culture. Yeah. Which now is fucking weird. Yeah like you always see the older shows being like oh I have an, a boyfriend that's out of high school. Like I have a college boyfriend and And that's wrong. (laughs) Like, it's not cool. It's just like a weird dynamic of power. Then you're being mistreated. Mm -hmm, For sure. 
Okay, should we talk about Miss Kylie? Yes, of course. A relationship that was like literally portrayed on TV. We saw it happening. Was Kylie and Tyga. They were rumored to start dating when she was 17 and he was 25. Kanye even says, I think he got in early. I think he was smart. They're closer in age than a lot of relationships I know. Basically saying like, that's fine. Tyga's known the family for so much longer. So even though they started dating, when she was 17 they had been in the same circle or like around each other much longer and I don't even know when that started happening like when he started being more around her but it was a relationship that Kris Jenner saw play out her older sisters saw play out and were Mm -hmm. fine with it said nothing about it let it happen like Tyga came on their family vacations and crazy stuff so their family was like fine with Tyga we watched all of this go down even Chloe confirmed she has this quote that says basically about the two that I think at 16 I was probably fucking someone in their 20s for sure I wouldn't say I was even dating probably just sleeping with them but again Kylie is not a normal 17 year old and it's just like what does that what is not a normal 17 year old you know how we say like groomed relationships or like inappropriate relationships have been normalized in society Mm -hmm. I think it's extra normalized in the Kardashian Jenner like vicinity yeah to the point where like their perception of what's normal and acceptable is so far out from like where society is no totally and it's they have always run with this narrative that Kylie is very mature for her age like when she got pregnant so early it was like oh I was always meant to be a mom and everyone always says like Kylie is so mature it's just kind of like what what like how can a child be so mature like maybe she is mature but that is like not a good thing that she was not allowed to be a child even if she was mature Tyga wasn't yeah exactly I don't know I don't know what that says about her maturity exactly Tyga had a child already with Black China when they started dating that whole situation is just so bizarre messed up Yeah. yeah I wonder even to this day if they were to ask someone in that family like was that an okay relationship to this day I think they would say yeah one because they can't criticize they're too public yeah yeah but like I think they believe it Mm, yeah that's the sad part because they're like oh Kylie's so mature but it's like no Kylie's a child the lives you guys have created have essentially forced her to become so mature and like just because she is mature doesn't mean she shouldn't be looked out for exactly (sighs) simultaneous size (laughs) it's a really tough topic yeah to wrap us up I feel like I am here for more uncomfy films like May December because maybe we all need a little wake-up call yeah start I don't know talking about this more that's why I love TikTok so much is you know one person will say nah this ain't right and then you know More and more people will jump on the bandwagon and actually say how they feel. Yeah. And like because you're able to kind of step outside and see things earlier, right? Like if you Mm -hmm. were in a relationship like that, like a groomed relationship and one of you posts, the internet is calling you out. 
Yeah, they don't give an F. Yeah, and maybe that's, I mean, hopefully that helps the victim see what's going on and get out of the situation, but at the least educates other people of what it could look like, which is good for educational purposes. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Clown Vibes Podcast or email us at clownvibespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like our show and want to support us, please like, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. That's it for today. Bye, clowns. Bye, clowns.